From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Rob Nice, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Rob Nice. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Black and Blue Report, the hump day edition. It's Rob Nice here in the studios getting you ready for NFL week, regular season number three. Thank you for logging on to NewOrleansSaints.com, Pelicans.com, and for downloading the podcast. Now, today is a great day because this is the day where the coaches implement the game plan, the players are hitting on the field. We'll, we'll talk to those guys a- and see what are they doing to prepare for the Arizona Cardinals. My lasting memory of the Arizona Cardinals was, was that uh, – I guess divisional playoff game where uh, the Saints just went nuts inside the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, and it was a great game. Reggie Bush went crazy. Drew Brees was on point. That's the last time I remember uh, seeing the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, we played them again and lost in Arizona, but but that's what I remember about it. But it's good to see the LSU Tigers coming back to the dome. Uh, Patrick Peterson, former Tiger, as well as Tyron Matthew, Bruce Arians. He's the head coach. He used to be an assistant coach here with the New Orleans Saints. So. Non-divisional game. As a matter of fact, the Saints don't go back into the divisional matchups for the next two months or so. So we're going to see a lot of different teams around the league. Very exciting just to see football, period. Now, uh, last night, while you're doing something to get ready for this game, got a chance to log on uh, to NFL.com. As a matter of fact, I was watching NFL Network, but you can log on to the website. Uh, Saw the special about Steve Gleason. The the no white flags feature was phenomenal. And and to see... uh, what he's doing in his fight with ALS and, and raising awareness through no white flags is just something that'll take your breath away. You, you got to see it. And it it, it, uh, it it basically chronicles his journey uh, to Machu Picchu, Peru, to where he climbs a mountain. And, and when I say that, anybody can go on a retreat and climb a mountain and come back and say this. But for Steve Gleason to do it and Scott Vegeta, one of his great friends and former saint from 2006 to 2009, member of the Super Bowl winning team, uh, he goes with him. And uh, a, a team of no white flag team members, they they go and take this journey. And to think of somebody climbing a mountain may not be a big deal. But if you're in a wheelchair and you can't talk and you can't move to, to have the, the courage and to have the, the the drive and the will and determination to do everything that anybody else does, it, it'll take your breath away. And uh, it, it'll give you that big uh, sense of what that Atlanta game means to everybody that's not only a football fan and a fan of Steve Gleason, but a New Orleanian as well, because that game is neck and neck with me with the Super Bowl win. And just being at both, I promise you, there are days where the Atlanta game will be bigger than that because that was the first game after Katrina. And Steve Gleason, you can see the statue outside of the dome, uh, had uh, so much to do with it because that pump block just set the dome on fire for that day. And uh, when you watch it, it all comes back to you. So if you can log on to uh, NFL.com and, and check out that feature and just get a glimpse of it, because they don't have the entire thing on there, I promise you. You, you may have to uh, turn your monitor away or, or just take a deep breath on that one, because it's very deep on that one. And uh, Steve Gleason, No White Flags, of course, we are always uh, supporting that and supporting the fight against ALS. And speaking of, of, of charities and everything, uh, today's show, 
We'll have Lance Moore. He has a charity, and he has a big event to promote that, and it's a lot of fun mixed in with it as well. It's called Football Camp for Her. He'll sit down with Sean Kelly and talk about the event. I do believe it's on the North Shore in Salida, Louisiana. It's happening real soon. They'll have all the details about that. Uh, Dana Gurrier, she will be singing the national anthem. She's an actress. She was in Django Unchained. Uh, she played Lenny Kravitz's wife in The Butler, two critically acclaimed movies, and she's from New Orleans. They were shot here. She'll talk about that, but more so talk about uh, the, the nerves maybe being uh, present, getting ready to sing the national anthem in front of 70,000-plus 70, fans that will be packed inside the Dome. As well as Darren Urban, he's going to check in from ArizonaCardinals.com. We'll talk about this week's matchup. That and more coming up on the Black and Blue Report. Stay tuned. Don't move. Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region? including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. It's Rob Nice here with you on this big, uh, I, I would say, hump day. Everybody says that already. We're going to get that joke out the way. We'll be talking more, uh, getting ready for this big matchup against the Arizona Cardinals this Sunday at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Kickoff is for 12 noon. And, of course, before every NFL game, we have the presentation of the flag and you have the national anthem. The first week we had Trombone Shorty. This week we have Dana Gurrier, and we have her on the line right now. How are you? Hi, Rob. Thank you so much for having me. Now, when I saw the name on the lineup, I saw it, and I was like, well, what movie are we shooting at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome? And in, in, in case everybody doesn't know, uh, Dana is, is an actress and has been in, uh, lately, a, a couple of the movies. And you may be good luck because these movies are, are both critically acclaimed and, and are up for all the awards. We're talking about Django Unchained and the latest movie. You play Lenny Kravitz's wife in The Butler, am I correct? Mm -hmm. That's correct, yes. Okay, and you're from New Orleans, too. 
Originally, absolutely, born and raised. Okay, now real quick, can you tell us how you got into the movie business and how did you wind up getting uh, roles in such big movies? Uh, Well, it started uh, at a very young age. I did some theater, and then sort of growing up with that, it transitioned into undergrad for me. Um, And then after that, I moved to New York and then went to grad school in California. And upon graduation in California, I moved back home because of all what was happening in quote-unquote Hollywood South. Um, So... Basically, I came home and auditioned and got myself an agent and put myself out there, and the rest is history. Did you get a chance to see Oprah? That's the question. Oh, yeah, I worked with her, absolutely. She was wonderful. She was sweet to me. She was very kind. Um, and it was uh, extremely nerve-wracking, you know, being in the room with her and Forrest Whitaker and Cuba Gooding Jr. and, you know, even Lenny. Um, but... I just had to go from the mindset of, I have a job to do, so let me get it done, you know. It could be a little scary being around those, you know, those, you know, reputable and award-winning, you know, performers and entrepreneurs and so on and so forth. But I was like, well, y'all just met Dana. Guess we gotta, <laughs> gotta get this job done, so let's go, you Very know. good. So, and, and the butler is in theaters now, and the renaissance that, that you're referring to is uh, the amount of movies that's being shot in New Orleans, and they call it Hollywood South because so many production companies are shooting big-time movies here in New Orleans or in the state of Louisiana. So very good and very proud of you. And you also picked up the microphone, and, and you've been singing. How long have you been doing that? I've been singing since I was a uh, a kid. I've, uh, at least, you know, I have, there were VHS tapes, you know, before the storm of me singing on our hearth as a kid into like a, you know, a wooden spoon or like, you know, a cooking spoon or whatever and just taking the stage in the in the living room. Um, so I've been doing it for a while. You know, I've gotten some coaching and some lessons. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell you which I feel stronger at whether it's acting or singing, but I've, the bulk of my experience in the last three years has been jam-packed with primarily acting. So I feel sh- my legs are stronger in regards to that. Um, my singing voice is strong, but at the same time, I'm not going to lie to you, Rob. I'm, I'm a little nervous about 75,000 people. But like I said before, like it's a job that needs to be done, and I just want to pay respect and homage and do our saints proud. That's all I'm concerned about is giving to them what they give to us. Well, it's only you and the camera. Just look at the camera and, and you'll be fine. <laughs> uh, but there'll also be over 70,000 people there as well. Right. Now, <laughs> now uh, me and the camera plus 70,000 people, right? Okay. Yeah, we're pretty sure you'll do a great job at it. Now, speaking of acting and singing, Jamie Foxx is one of those people that, that uh, did the acting mm-hmm. and singing thing. Being around him for the Django and Chain movie, did you get a chance to get any advice from him to enter both worlds and how to do that? I did. You know, it's so funny. I pitched Quentin on a song that I wrote for him. It was like an old school spiritual, you know, something that you might have heard at the turn of the century or during during the era. And um, I pitched it to Quentin, and he loved it, and we actually shot it. It just ended up on the cutting room floor when they did the final edits. And I talked to Jamie about that, and he was very encouraging. Um, some, of, some of the best advice I got from Jamie, though, was um, I remember one day I was having a hard time. Um, not from any particular person, but just because sometimes it's hard. It's 14-hour days. It's a struggle. And I was telling Jamie, he's like, how you doing today, sis? And I'm like, I'm good. I'm just trying to not take things personal. And he says, well, you're a person, right? 
And I was like, I am. And he said, well, it's personal. And it was just so sweet and endearing. And I understood what he meant. You know, you can't take everything personal, but you are a person and things are personal. And it's just like you kind of have to grapple and um, discern where things need to get placed in your life and what needs to be addressed at this point or this. I don't know. It's just something I think I'll take from my life and uh, Jamie had sort of, you know, expressed that or shared that with me. He is cool. one of the uh, only few people that have an Oscar and a Grammy at the same time and, and actually right. one of the people who perform, you know, not just scoring movies. He actually has singles and albums that have won Grammys, and he was sure. the uh, mm-hmm. a, a winning Academy Award winner for leading actor. Now, what does it mean to be from New Orleans on Sunday and the Saints are playing to you? What does it mean to be... <laughs> uh, it feels like tradition. It feels like home. I mean, to be in New Orleans at the game in the Dome, I mean, I don't even – I'll talk to you about it next week, I guess, because I, I don't even have words for it right now. It's the idea of being honored to have such, you know what I mean, an experience to, to be able to do something like that. And just to be at home, you know what I mean, in general, and watching our Saints and look what they did in the last – what was it, minute and 10 seconds last week? I mean, this team is just, you You will never, I will never not be a Saints fan. You will never get me to deviate from my family because they're like family, you know. Uh, can I tell you this real quick, Rob? This is important to me, and I want to share it with you. Sure. My dad, my dad, for years and years and years and years, he used to listen to people dog the Saints. And mind you, my dad's in his 60s, so he's run the gambit. You know what I mean? The paper brown bags, the eights, the this, the that. You know, and he's seen the transition of the dome. He saw it when it was being built, blah, blah, blah. So to to watch him kind of uh, go through the experience of, of his own relationship with the team and how he has never, ever, ever, you know, left the team's side. And then to watch them win a Super Bowl and to watch them come home to this new dome. and to, You know what I mean? To watch my dad have the experience with the Saints is gratifying enough to me. You know, uh, I'm so proud of our team. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'll be... I'll be wearing my Florida leaves and ready to go on Sunday. Well, nothing starts until you sing that national anthem. So we wish you oh, all Lord. the best of luck. And 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 during this interview, you mentioned uh, Jamie Foxx and Lenny Kravitz. You called them both by first name. Now, if you say one more celebrity and, and only say the first name, I'm gonna be too. You're gonna be too cool for me to talk to. Uh, <laughs> we like Sam or Yo or, or uh, Christoph or Oprah. What you mean? See, nobody calls Oprah by her last name, so I mean that you, we we all get away with that one. We all know Oprah. Well, right. we we all know that you are from New Orleans, and you're going to be so excited. So are we to have you sing the national anthem this Sunday at the Mercedes-Benz so Superdome? Thank you, Data Gurry, for checking Gary. in the Black and Blue Report. Coming up, we'll have more previewing of the game from this week with the Saints prepared to face the Arizona Cardinals. The Black and Blue Report continues up next. Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Hey there, what you having? 
Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. N nicotine? Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. The offseason for your New Orleans Pelicans has been exciting with all-star Drew Holiday and former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans being added to a lineup headlined by Anthony Davis and Ryan Anderson. Now, with the release of half-season and 12-game plans at varying price levels, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $13 per game and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. It's Rob Nice here with you, and we are preparing for NFL regular season number three, week number three, as the Saints prepare to face the Arizona Cardinals at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. On the line to talk more about the Cardinals and this week's matchup, we have Darren Urban from ArizonaCardinals.com. Darren, how you doing? Doing good. How are you? Good, good, good. Now, Saints are coming in 2-0. The Arizona Cardinals 1-1. I mean, it, it's uh, it, pretty early in the season to talk about matchups, but they come out uh, uh, of the NFC and, and looking to go head-to-head. Anything that sticks out to you for this week that, that we should know about that hasn't really been reported yet? Well, I mean, obviously for the, for the Cardinals, it's a, it's, a, it's a big road game. Um, you know, the, the first three of the first four on the road, uh, this team is going to stay back east, actually, after playing the Saints. Uh, they're going to stay in Florida for a week before they play in Tampa the following week. And it's, and it's kind of a, a big segment of the season because at 1-1, one one, obviously you got a couple of really good teams in this division with the 49ers and the Seahawks. Um, you know, you always want to win every game you can. I, I think realistically, if you, if you can split these two games one way or the other, uh, and you come back two and two after again playing uh, three or four on the road. Um, you know, I, I think that's that would be a pretty decent start, and it would put them in a pretty decent position. So, I think right now, I think the Cardinals are just you know trying to plug away. They feel like they could have won that opener in St. Louis. They didn't quite do it. Uh, of course, it was a close game against Detroit, but they managed to pull it out at the end. And uh, with a new coach and, and, and a half a new roster, I think they feel pretty good with where they are right now. Now, this division, the NFC West, over the past couple of years, it, it kind of has become the top division on the NFC side, if not one of the top divisions in the NFL. And the Arizona Cardinals, of course, they kind of get lost between the uh, Seattle Seahawks and, and the San Francisco 49ers. How do you think that the, the Arizona Cardinals are viewing their position in that division and their chances on uh, being one of the top teams by the end of the season? Well, you know, I think they, they know, they're very aware, obviously, of, of how everybody's talking about those other teams, and, and they are very aware of how, how well those teams have, have built up. But, um, you know, Bruce Arians made it pretty clear all through training camp, and 
I think his players have kind of taken that same attitude, which is ultimately the games have to be played on the field. And uh, they feel like they've rehabbed this team to the point where they can compete. Um, I think they're looking forward to, um, you know, getting a chance to play against those teams. And, and they feel like they can, they can make a run. They're, when Bruce Arians showed up, he, he made it clear, and it was only underscored when they traded for Carson Palmer, at quarterback, that, you know, this isn't a situation where they're trying to blow everything up and then try and build from scratch. I mean, they brought in a handful of veterans uh, that meant that they're trying to win right away, which, quite frankly, in the NFL anymore, that's, that's what it is. You're, you're trying to win on a year-to-year basis. There is no five-year plan because coaches get fired if they don't win before four or five years. So um, I, I think they feel like they can compete, and they've done a pretty good job so far of that, and their offense is in a much better position than they were last year, and their defense seems to – have been able to keep up some of the things that they did last year when they were pretty good. So uh, they feel like they're in a pretty good position right now. Carson Palmer has has uh, definitely made an adjustment in the NFL from traveling to teams from Cincinnati uh, to Oakland now with the Arizona Cardinals. How has his adjustment been not only to the NFC but, but to the Arizona Cardinals and, and facing a different style type of uh, defense that you see on this side? Well, I, I think Carson has, has adjusted very nicely. He uh, One of the reasons he wanted to – come to Arizona and, and they pulled off the trade was because he wanted a chance to work with Bruce Arians, uh, who's got a reputation of being pretty good to work with if you're a quarterback. And, and I think it's worked out well so far. I mean, there are clearly still some kinks here and there offensively in terms of the players uh, being in the, on the same page, uh, receivers and quarterbacks. There's been a couple issues there. But for the most part, um, they've already shown that they can get big chunks of yardage on offense, which – you know, around here for this team is a huge difference from where they were last year. Quarterback play was not good at all last year. Their offense was not good at all. Um, you know, through three or two games this year, they've had 24 possessions and they've only gone three and out twice. Uh, and, you know, it's it's been impressive with how much yards they've been able to put up, uh, you know, considering it's a new offense. Uh, they're not scoring the touchdowns they want at this point, but they feel like that's going to come. Um, and so they feel like they're going in the right direction. Obviously, Carson Palmer has been a huge part of it. Now, a big question to ask, you know, when you talk about the franchise and you think of the, the franchise player, I think of Larry Fitzgerald. And, and how comfortable is he with Carson Palmer? Because such a good player and, to me, a future Hall of Famer and so dedicated to his craft and he's the best at his position. Uh, is he satisfied thus far and, and happy about the future that he could have with Carson Palmer? Oh, I don't think there's any question. I mean, <clears throat> again – the way the quarterback situation has been here uh, before Carson and since Kurt Warner retired was has not been a good situation. So, you know, it, the bar wasn't set real high. Uh, that being said, uh, I think Larry really likes working with Carson. Uh, they do. They definitely look like they have good chemistry. Larry's off to a pretty good start this season, uh, and he looks a lot different, uh, not only, you know, on the field making the catches, but – just in his, his body language. Not that he was bad last year, uh, but you could just tell it wore on him a little bit that the offense was what it was. Uh, and I, I think it's definitely worked out uh, to, to the betterment of this entire team this year. If you put the ball anywhere around him, you know, he has a, a, a greater chance to get it than any other receiver in the NFL. So great to see him back on the same page with, with the NFL quarterback and one that he can uh, flourish with, and that may be the guy in Carson, Palm, Carson Palmer. Uh, now, no news is great news when it comes to controversy. You guys have the former LSU Tiger Tyron Matthew on that team, and, and he's been making the news 
for, for, for good reasons, for tackles, for, for great plays. How has he been received so far two games in the NFL and with the Arizona Cardinals? Oh, I think uh, Tyron has made an uh, incredible impact right off the bat. Um, you know, the, the thought process coming in was here's a guy who uh, obviously was in trouble in, in, in college, got kicked out, did not play football last year, and that was the risk you're taking if you drafted him. But nobody, I don't think anybody really argued what kind of talent he could bring on the field. And uh, at this point, um, Tyron has been a model citizen. He's stayed out of trouble. He's worked hard. And on, on the football field, he's been exactly what everybody thought he could be. I mean, he's already earned his way. I mean, this team uh, collected quite a few defensive backs, veteran defensive backs with resumes uh, in the offseason. And, you know, for what they've been doing so far, Tyron's almost always on the field defensively, uh, either playing nickel corner uh, or in some way, shape, or form. And he's played very well so far. And he's done exactly what they wanted him to do. Um, you can see you know, I, I didn't know. I mean, I had seen him from afar, obviously, a couple of years ago. But once I started seeing him in practice every day, it's very apparent when you start seeing him on the field what people see in him and why they think he can make plays all the time. And obviously, the first game of the year, he made that incredible play uh, running down Rams tight end Jared Cook from behind and knocking a ball loose on what should have been a sure touchdown. Uh, last week, uh, his big play was the, he tackled Nate Burleson on fourth and four a yard short of the first down to seal the win against Detroit. Um, and it was just an impressive play. And, and so far, he's been everything football-wise is advertised. And again, he's, he's stayed on the straight and narrow. So there's, there's no reason to, at this point, really worry about you know, any of the other red flags that you might have had when he came into the league. And a lot has to do with, with the mentorship of, of Patrick Peterson, more like a big brother took him in uh, during the offseason, uh, during the workouts to get him ready for the NFL draft. And you can see those are paying big dividends right now for the Arizona Cardinals. For fans listening, what's exciting about this matchup when you have the Saints offense uh, against some great corners for the Arizona Cardinals? And, and also, you guys are just great on the defensive end so far this season, which you uh, have been able to put your team in position uh, to win. What's exciting about this matchup on both sides that, that fans should be ready for this Sunday? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see uh, defensively for the Cardinals. I mean, obviously, uh, the Saints have a very good passing game. Um, the, the Cardinals have had some issues in terms of getting to the quarterback this season, uh, and, and it's not like it's really easy to do that with Drew Brees anyways. And I'm curious to see how the Cardinals deal with Jimmy Graham uh, because uh, the aforementioned Jared Cook in the Rams game had 130 yards receiving or something like that, and, and uh, the Cardinals have to figure out a way that they're going to deal with Jimmy Graham, I think, um, especially with Darrell Washington, the linebacker, who would probably normally be in that position, still out with a suspension. So I, that's one of the things I'm curious about. And then on the other side of the ball, especially in a dome stadium, you know, I'm, I'm curious to know how the, the protection continues to hold up for Carson Palmer against the Saints. I don't think I'm really speaking out of school when I say that it's not like the Saints have, you know, some incredible edge rusher like a DeMarcus Ware or something that's that's going to go after the quarterback all the time. But but the protection for the Cardinals is usually something you're looking at on a week-to-week basis of how they're going to hold up. And the way the Cardinals have played offense this year, they need to keep Palmer relatively clean because that's how they move the ball is mostly through the air. The run game has been pretty good when they run it this year but the, Bruce Arians definitely tilts towards throwing the ball 
All right, well, we look forward to that matchup and seeing all of those things come out on the field this Sunday, 12 noon. The game will be on NFL on Fox. Be sure to check it out. It's the Saints and Cardinals. Uh, we have Darren Urban on the line. Thanks for calling in. And you can check him out on Twitter at Cards Chatter. If I, do I have that correct, at Cards Chatter? Correct. All right, be sure to follow him on Twitter. Coming up next, we'll have more at the Black and Blue Report. And Sean Kelly will sit down with Lance Moore to talk about football for her. We'll explain. We got more coming up next. Don't move. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win. But here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well-fed, too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans mobile alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. Well, you know, since I started doing the Black and Blue Report, and, and not only doing the basketball side, but the football side, too, I've started to figure out the guys that I really enjoyed interviewing more than anybody else and uh, Lance Moore is one of those guys he's probably sick of seeing me now after games and getting ready for games but um, I'm glad you stopped by today because sure enough we run into each other the other day and you talked about this great event coming up and uh, it sounds fantastic what is it football for her football camp for her right yes the third year that we're doing the football camp for her here um, and, and you know it's an exciting event it's a it's a great opportunity for us to raise money for breast cancer awareness um, women only. Uh, we have a great time. And in the past, it's been an information only type thing. And, and this year, we're going to um, get physical and do, do some things on the field. And um, hopefully, these ladies will uh, improve their knowledge of the game. I think the getting physical part is probably something the ladies <laughs> suggested the first couple times around. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, it, it's funny you get there and these women know so much about the game already. You know, you're kind of um, reviewing things with them, you know, as, as far as, you know, the, the, formations and, and personnel groupings and positions and things like that they already know it so you know being able to get them out there and, and doing some physical things would be great were you surprised the first time that you started doing this that they did know so much 
Uh, no, no. Well, I mean, because the, the, the fan base here in New Orleans is so passionate, especially the women. Um, they're, they're so knowledgeable and, and understand so much about the game already. Um, you know, they do their homework for sure. All right. So October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. This is a great kind of kickoff to that. The date is September the 24th, if I'm not correct, at the uh, North Shore Harbor Center in Slidell. How best can folks get signed up for this? They can go to the website. It's footballcampforher.com. And they can get signed up there. Um, this one in Slidell is the first one. And we're also going to have them in New Orleans, um, Lafayette, um, Shreveport, hopefully, and uh, a couple other places. So stay tuned for those. Who else is involved? I know you're not doing this alone now. No, no, no. I can't handle I can't handle all those women by myself. <laughs> uh, but we have uh, Pierre Thomas is coming out. Cam Jordan's coming out again. They did a great job for us last year. And uh, we're also going to throw Kenny Stills in there for a little bit, do some autograph signings, and hopefully we can get him to stick around and hang out. Yeah, I, I'm glad you get the rookie involved in that because I think that if you start them young like Kenny is, they will grow into civic-minded Players like yourself, Cam and 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 Pierre. I mean, yeah, don't hopefully they have so. to follow somebody's lead on that. Yeah, they do. But but you know, one of those things that the young guys don't quite understand is is how great of a place this is to play. How great the fan base is, and and you know, we can we can count on them. They can count on us, and um, something that you know you kind of have to show them. Is breast cancer awareness, the fight against breast cancer, something that's near and dear to you? Is that why you're so involved with this project? Um, yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily breast cancer, but just cancer in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, since the NFL does such a great job with breast cancer and, and you know, something that pretty much everybody can, can relate to, um, you know, it's a great way to, to, to raise some awareness and, and raise some money for uh, something that's going to be here for a long time. Quick thought before I let you go. 2-0 start. Um, it could have gone the other way pretty quick. Can <laughs> you Can you – can you get your arms around the fact that you're a play away or two away from being 0-2 as opposed to 2-0? and Well, I mean, it's it's so tough to win in this league. I mean, you know, anytime you're 2-0, and you're definitely excited about it, but you realize how close you could have been to, to being 0-2 or at least 1-1. One and, one. Um, and, and, you know, we've done what we can um, so far uh, to, to try to, you know, right some of the wrongs that we've had, correct those mistakes, and, and make sure that we can continue on the right path. And, uh, you know, they don't always come easy, so, you know, we'll take them. All right. Um, good stuff. Again, it's footballcampforher.com. The event, you stop me if I get this wrong. The event is on September 24th in Slidell at the North Shore Harbor Center. Proceeds going to uh, breast cancer awareness. Awareness and research. And research. There yep. we go. Thank you. And it is going to be, uh, ladies, you should know, this isn't just chalk talk or <laughs> up against the, uh, the whiteboard. This is going to involve on-field physical activity as well. Yes. Oh, my. <laughs> God bless you for this. I, it'll be a great event. I'm sure it'll be a good crowd, too. You want to get signed up quickly because I know those spots are going to fill up fast. Yep. I'm glad you brought this to our attention, and uh, we'll look forward to the event. Sounds good. Lance Moore here on the Black and Blue Report. Again, the website is footballcampforher.com. It's Lance, Cam, Pierre, and Kenny Stills, too. Boy, there's a group and a half. And, guys, I know you're jealous. Well, maybe, maybe we'll come up with an event for you down the road or something, or, or, or maybe not. Anyway, we're back after this. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Being the official chicken of the New Orleans Saints, we're more than just fans of the Saints. We're fans of Saints fans. So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. The best chicken fingers around? We got this. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. 
What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer My Auctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? Or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex, so you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice? Actually, what you may like the most is... Yes, we have a location near you. Expertise and convenience. Great reasons to choose an Auctioner primary care physician. To find one near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans. Show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Thanks to the internet, anyone can get a show these days. And we are back to wrap up the Black and Blue Report, the Hump Day edition. It's Rob Nice here with you, and we are in the middle of the week, and this is right about the time to where you look and you see that Sunday is just not here. It's not coming fast enough, but before you know it, once Thursday gets here, then Friday comes, and then you can wear your, your black and gold to work, and everybody's excited for the game. You take care of things around the house on Saturday, and then you know what? Sunday comes and it's game time. For the ladies, too, a reminder, there were so many purses left outside the Mercedes-Benz Superdome because you did not follow the clear bag rule. Be sure to tell your ladies, fellas, or ladies, if you are listening, to make sure you have the clear bags. You don't want to leave your, your bags outside, and the game was so big. It was the Atlanta Falcons, so they were like, you know what, let me just take my ID. If somebody takes my purse, they're going to take it. They had a purse station to where I saw at least 50 or 60 purses. Some of them were pretty nice that they left outside the dome, and they were like, I'm, I'm just not missing this game, but I'm going in. Ladies, just make sure to have the plastic bag or, or just bring the essentials. I know everybody wants to show off the bags and stuff when they come to the game, but make sure just to bring the essentials because you do not want to get left out of this game. Of course, we're looking to go 3-0, and oh, and, and you just want to hear and, and feel the energy inside the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. You don't want to park, get up, get dressed, and, and go all the way there just to leave one of your favorite bags outside the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. It's the New Orleans Saints and Arizona Cardinals kicking off this Sunday. Tomorrow, we'll have Mike Florio from ProFootballTalk.com and NBC Sunday Night Football. And, of course, the legendary Jim Henderson will call in and talk about this week's matchup. He'll be on the call with WWL. And if you cannot make the game, can't watch it on TV, of course, listen to the great one, Jim Henderson. We'll also go inside the Saints locker room and talk with one of the players and see how ready they are for regular season game number three, and it's a home game against the Arizona Cardinals. I'm Rob Nice, and thanks for listening to the Black and Blue Report. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.